Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to BTR Boxing Podcast Network. This is Shooting the Breeze. I am your host, Sean, joined as always by Johnston for another episode. And we're happy to be doing this particular episode. Some ways it might feel like we're not so happy to do it because of the topics that we're going to be discussing in this episode. But with the announcement of Showtime removing boxing from their schedule in 2024 after 37 years... It started to pose some questions in in our minds of the changes that have happened in this sport over the last four to five years with the introduction of streaming platforms, the lack of boxing on terrestrial TV, the the paywalls that are being put up now for streaming services and pay-per-views and big, big companies that have been involved in boxing for a very long time, like HBO, like Showtime in America, removing their, their, their actual schedule of boxing. It made us think... Is boxing slowly dying? Is it slowly decaying? And and this is why we wanted to shoot the breeze on it, Johnston, because some sometimes it feels like boxing isn't going that way and, and, and sometimes the numbers reflect otherwise. But then when I see news like this coming out in the past few days, like it makes me think, well, HBO are like one of the big mainstays. They're gone from boxing. Showtime are one of the big mainstays of boxing. They're gone from boxing. In the UK, we've had the BBC. We've had ITV. You know, big, big channels terrestrially in the UK that used to host some of the great fights, you know, of the 70s, 80s, 90s. And, and now all of a sudden, everything's got a paywall behind it. Everything's got a subscription fee behind it. And it's like the sport in general, because of things that we'll discuss it's starting to kill it off. It's, it's becoming a less popular sport in general with people. Well, that's what it feels like to me personally. What do you think about this, Johnson, with the news of Showtime taking boxing off their schedule next year? Yeah, I mean, it, oh, they're, they're going to continue with the pay-per-view element side of things, but obviously this, you know, the, the general fights on the channel are going to be going. Um, yeah, I mean, it just shows you it's an indication of where boxing is, especially in America where it just doesn't do the numbers that, you know, they, they don't, what's the point in them investing in anything if they're not going to get any return? And and that's the problem is you've got competing with UFC where the guys are fighting against each other pretty much. I mean, I don't watch UFC, but from what I always told is that the UFC fighters fight against the top fighters around. They don't marinate anything and they're not worried about getting defeated and they don't fight, you know, they fight quite regularly by the sounds of it as well. So, that I think that is, I'm not saying that's taken over completely, but it's definitely um, a, a huge competitor to boxing. So less people are turning off of boxing and turning onto that. Um, so I think the element there is with the fighters themselves. I think it's been a good year in terms of fights, but in terms of the, the heavyweight game, it's been poor. And I think where the heavyweights are, well, we've always said that, Sean, the heavyweights are the ones that are the ones that bring in the numbers. If you'd have had three or big heavyweight fights, Showtime had it. Hey, you know, I know HBO have walked away, but Sky, I know they have their pay-per-view stuff, but I think that brings eyes. Boxing, and we haven't had that. It, it just doesn't do the numbers. We as boxing fans will look at, say, an Anuay and Fulton Jr. fight and marvel at that. We'll be like, how great is that? 
biggest one of the biggest fights of the year. Didn't live up to it because I knew it was so good, but huge. Even Crawford Spence, I don't think you know for us on this on these shows he didn't do enough. So it, it's, that's the problem, isn't it? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you, you, we've got World Cup cover, coverage at the minute on ITV for rugby, uh, rugby union World Cup, and that's bringing in some great numbers. And rugby union is not even one of our biggest sports over here, and in, ITV have invested in that. So you know, you, you, it's not just over there in America; it's here as well. And what you're seeing now as well, Sean, is promoters, I suppose, doing their own thing. We had it with Bob Arum back in the day with his own pay-per-views. Now joined up with ESPN. You got Eddie Earn going off doing his own thing with the Zone, uh, moving away from Sky. Um, again, you need a subscription for that. It's not on free television. We get Channel Four, and that's about Channel Five. Sorry, that's all we get in it. And it it is that is what's crucifying it. We need some. I don't know. It, I think it's lost its. Love. I mean, there used to be a love for him when we were kids on ITV, sitting down on Saturday fight night, watching a big fight. You know, you could watch it as a family and you just don't do that anymore, do they? No, they don't do that anymore. And there's a lot of variables, I think, as to why boxing's declining in terms of its ranking within sports in general. Because it is, let's be honest, like, you know, the number one ranking sport in different countries is not boxing. That's the problem. The problem is it's starting to decline down the ranks. And, you know, I had an interesting conversation with uh, an executive producer a couple of months ago regarding uh, one of our shows. And we was talking about boxing in general. And it was really interesting to get his perception because he's from America. And he was talking to me about how boxing's perceived in America as a sport. And he's, he's quite low down the list. So that made me really, really shocked, to be honest, because I, I had this interpretation boxing was, it was higher up the list. But then when he started to list off the sports in America that are really, really prominent, and I was like, oh, actually, yeah, you're right. You've got like the NFL, you've got the NBA, you've even got the, the NHL, you've got UFC, like you say, Johnston, you've got sports in America in particular that are ranking above boxing and boxing's not bringing them numbers in over there. And as a result of that, they're deciding well, actually, we're not going to invest in this anymore. We might put a paywall up for one fight a year or two fights a year. So it's like pay-as-you-go for Showtime. It's like a pay-as-you-go like pay deal. They'll, they'll pay for one fight to put it on pay-per-view, but they won't have a schedule. But then what that means for the sport is it, with with people doing that, with, with companies then withdrawing, where does it leave the sport and, and, and where does it leave fighters? Because... If they're never going to get that 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 Friday night fight exposure from places like Showtime or HBO or or anywhere like that, how are we ever going to get to see these fighters in action? Uh, that that's a problem. That's a problem for the sport. I know that because of technology and how things have changed. Okay, you know you get boxing media outlets that also then second up as as a streaming service or a, a free YouTube show. So like in the UK. You know, IFL used to do it. They used to stream shows, didn't they, when they were working with MTK and they'd stream short, small hall shows. Fight Zone, I mean, I don't know what ever happened to Fight Zone in the UK, but that seemed to be a flash in the pan. And that had a little bit of a paywall behind it where you would get to see X amount of fight cards per month and, and it seemed like a really good concept. Box Nation with Frank Warren was a really good one for, for a period of time. And then that fell by the wayside as well. So these things have been trialled and worked for a period of time and then again the investment starts to be taken away because they don't get the numbers that they used to get and i just i'm wondering like genuinely what what it is 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 the one defining thing that that's causing this to happen or is it a number of things because you've got a lot of issues in the sport at the moment with with obviously fights not being made as you rightly pointed out you've got issues of adverse findings in testing after fights and sometimes even before fights, and it's not putting a good light on the sport in, in that regard. And when you get other competitive sports or other combat sports that are making fights between fighters that people want to see, and like you say, they're not being marinated or it's just hype and it never happens because these fights are actually being made in combat sports, it's turning people towards that because they're thinking, like you rightly pointed out again, Johnston, well, people are going to want to watch two guys that they want to see fight each other rather than sat around paying $60, $70 or, or £30, £40 in the UK 
to, to to watch a fight between two guys that they're not really interested in watching, but they feel like they've got to watch because it's the only logical fight that's happening at the moment. It, it, it just feels a little bit like boxing, in a way, is kind of killing itself from within at times. That That's what I think. I think sometimes it's cutting its nose off to spite its face. And you're right. Um, you are. And, and look, I, I suppose there is the, the silver lining is is something like a design where you've had a promoter that's gone out and done his own thing and he's been pretty successful with it. Um, some of the shows ain't great, but he's moved away from Sky and he's, he's done his own thing. So where you've got, where we mentioned, you've got Bob Aaron with ESPN. That's a partnership that's sticking around and um, whether ESPN will continue that after their contract expires is going to be interesting. I know we did, they used to do a top-ranked pay-per-view, didn't they? they? When he went and done his own thing before Bob Arum. And then I remember him joining up with Box Nation at one point when Box Nation ended up flopping. But the zone seems to be one that's going to stick around. And obviously, with Showtime now exiting from boxing, we're going to continue with pay-per-views, etc. That means Al Heyman's going to be looking for a broadcaster. So, although this is probably bad news to to hear that Showtime are going to back away, you've had HBO go, go as well, and obviously ITV and BBC just don't do it here anymore. Could you see Al Heyman then join up with the zone, which then you have two rival promoters with a huge stable and you could eventually get the big fights. So although it's not good, there could be a silver line in there. You could have two promoters because because the pool's going to be smaller. It takes a lot for a promoter to go out and do his own like Eddie's done and he's got the zone. He's, you know, that's the one thing he has got. It helps to merge this. So in a way, it could help us. Because if you get PBC, you get the PBC and you get Matrim linking up, that's only going to be great for business. Or even maybe Al Homan decides, actually, I'm not going to join the zone, but I might try and do something with Top Bank and do something with ESPN. So because the, because the pool is shrunk with in terms of what's going to produce the fights, what, what broadcasting network they're going to use, you, it forces promoters to then have to merge stables and they're going to have to fight against each other. So in the long run, it might be that silver lining we need, Sean. Do you think that will happen, though? Do you really think that we'd get to see rival promoters drinking from the same well? Because that that's kind of what it is, really. It's like, it's, you know... Yeah. You, where, where, do they, where, does, where does Al Heyman go? If, where can he go after that? He's not going to come over here. And then you've got Channel 5, which is... Um, what's the... Cali. Cali. Yeah, the Sourland, yeah. He's on Channel 5, isn't he? Um... So I'm trying to think where else there is that they go unless they do their own thing. Well, that, that that's the opposite, though. That That's what could happen. So the negative effect could be, I know what you're saying, in an ideal world, I'd like to see these promoters drink from the same well and work together and create these bigger fights because they're only going to end up making more money between them if they do work together. I mean, look at the, some of the, the history of the sport. I mean, we, we, we know how much Bob Arrow and Don King have never liked each other as promoters, but there have been occasions where they've been forced to work together to make sure the fight happens, the big fights happen. So it can be done. It can be done. The egos can be put aside for, for, for a moment to make these things happen but if it's more of a longer term thing then it all boils down to who brings what to the table who brings what fighter to the table and you know there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that really we, we, we don't need to be involved in or, or be privy to but what we want to see is just two guys being able to work together or two promoters being able to work together and get them fights on but what I was trying to get to the point was you could see someone like Al Heyman then go and set up his own thing and then what happens? What happens then is if he does that, then you've got like the zone, you've got something else set up, and then that makes it further away potentially from getting these fights happening. Because if they have their own streaming service platform that they're working on, and they're putting a paywall in front of it, then you're never going to see a giant promotion happen, and they're they're only going to be interested in in making money for their platform and and whatever it is they need to do contractually to make that happen. So you could see the opposite effect. And, and to be honest, and being a bit more sceptical, I think that would be more likely because people are going to want the money. People are going to want the promoters like Eddie. He's going to want it all for himself. You know, he's getting that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow and he's going to want to hold on to it and never let it go. And I'd love to, I'd love to be a bit more positive and say, it'd be great if he just opened up and said, you know what, come on, let's work together. Let's get this on. And, and we get to see the fights. 
But I do think that that's part and parcel of what's killing it and what's killing the sport and why it's I suppose happening. before you even go up, the question, quick question to you is, we've got Sky over here and we've got TNT now. Do you think the same thing could happen with them in the future? One of them, like Showtime, deciding actually we're going to leave. Yeah, I think it could. I think I think Sky Sky could happen. I think I think to be honest with you, if you think about it, it did happen with Sky because Eddie left Sky. Eddie left Sky and went and did the zone. And for a period of time, a very short period of time, Sky didn't have boxing. It, it didn't look like it was going to have a schedule until Ben Shalom came along with Boxer rebranded from the Ultimate Boxer series. It was rebranded to Boxer and they've come along and, and they've signed that exclusive deal with Sky and they've been on there, well, I think it's well over 12 months now. And I don't know how long that deal is for, but eventually it could get to the point where Sky don't see value in it as well. It really depends on, on, on viewing figures, doesn't it? It depends on viewership. It depends on when the pay-per-view fights get made, how much uh, uh, sales are being made on pay-per-views. I know it'll all boil down to the numbers and, you know, as fans... We really shouldn't have to even think or worry about that. However, when you look on social media, you will get people that are trying to go inside or trying to get inside information from these broadcasting companies and try and report on it like they're, you know, some Mr. Big Shot. Uh, uh, but for, for me, working with the podcast and, and being on social media, I'm not asked about that stuff. I, I'm not interested in whether Sky has had 300,000 viewers for a card this weekend. That, that doesn't interest me. What interests me is is the fights being made, quality-matched fights being made, good undercards being made. That's what, that's what makes a difference to me. But people have different perceptions of, of, of what might kill this sport off, and we're doing this episode, and you guys listening to us might think there is there are other variables as to why boxing is being killed off as a sport. I think the drugs issue is definitely something that, that has to be mentioned because I do think the fact that more and more fighters are being tested for adverse findings and, 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 and it's coming up more and more. And then you get situations like Conor Ben where he just gets dragged out for a long period of time and then seemingly there's no resolution to it and he gets back in a ring. Stuff like that doesn't help the sport either. It really, really, really doesn't. And I think that's... That's starting to become a problem. Uh, officiating's always been a problem. I know we talk about it every year in our boxing wish list shows and end of year shows about bad decisions. I think there's a few things here that that do put people off wanting to watch the sport because of that. And if they then stop watching the sport, it ends up being like what I was going back to earlier. If the numbers don't marry up with what the broadcaster wants, they're eventually going to pull the plug on it, aren't they? They are, they are. And I mean, I was just thinking there as well with um, Apple TV, they ended up linking up with MLS, Major League Soccer, and with, with the sign, obviously, with Messi going into Miami. And that's done good numbers with Apple. So, you know, that could be an alternative. Apple seems to be tapping into certain, I think they're doing baseball and they're doing soccer, um, obviously football, but soccer over there. Um, and um, TNT, I, I believe it's TNT that have, Signed up with NFL away from Sky now. I think it's. I'm sure it's TNT over Sky. Yeah. Sky used to always have it. So look, there's. It's all about subscriptions. It's all about you know bringing that money in, and you know you got Sky hooking up with Netflix. It's, you know you got Amazon, Amazon Prime. They do tennis a lot. They do football sometimes. Premier League football. You know it could be one of those outlets picking up one of these big companies. I know the Zone are trying. Um, no, I've got no problem with having to sign up with a, a, a subscription. It's the way we're moving forward. So that's why you're getting things like Showtime and HBO, ITV, BBC, just not interested. So you're getting Sky and you're getting TNT. They'll stick on a few cards every now and then and earn their money back on the pay-per-view events. That's pretty much how they're rolling. Um, I think over here we're pretty strong. I think in America it's just... Although I still believe, I think it's been one of the best years in boxing, shall we, in terms of fights that have been happening this year. I rolled off a few in our last episode. There's some big fights, and you've even got Haney Regis Progray coming up as well. That that is set really pretty much for December now, December 10th, I think. That's a good fight. It's just the heavyweights are just failing us badly, and um, that's what's ruining it. It's ruining it, and then obviously the Ped situation. I mean, someone made a great analogy uh, I read recently on the Conor Ben situation, where he just shows up in a ring on Saturday night, and you don't really know what to think about it. And his analogy was 
it's like when your mum and dad are together and then your dad's kicked out because he's slept with somebody. Your mum's kicked him out. And then a few days later or a couple of weeks later, he returns to the table and you're, you're a bit like, oh, shit, what was, what's happening there kind of thing? Is he? You don't really know what to think of it. Did he cheat? Did he cheat? <laughs> you know what I mean? It was that kind of thing. And your mum's telling you, no, it's all right, I got the wrong end of the stick. It's, it's pretty much like Conor Ben when he stepped into that ring on Saturday night. But the problem is Peds. It's just, it's it's not good. I think that's half the reason why national television, like, you know, the broadcast channels on ITV, you know, used to have boxing on a Saturday night slot. They would never do it with the risk of something bad happening. Um, and I do believe that that's probably part of it as well. Because eventually, Sean, that's the one thing that's going to happen. We keep saying it, but it's true. There's a huge problem with people using performance-enhancing drugs to enhance their performance and what's going to happen. Someone's going to get really hurt and then you're going to find out that they were cheating um, and that's going to damage the sport badly. It could potentially get it abolished. There'd definitely be calls for it to be abolished if if that transpired. And I've actually seen a few people say very similar things on social media. I've seen a few people that work within boxing or have I've worked within boxing in the past and are still active within the community and I've seen a few people say very similar things what you just said there and it's a scary thought the prospect of that actually happening but it, it's hard because in, in some respects people are going to say well maybe it's going to take something like that for there to be a big reshake up of, of a situation which might actually benefit the sport uh, at the expense of, of so pum of some poor soul who ends up losing their life or, you know, debilitating injuries, that that shouldn't be even a, a thought, really. But nothing else is going to change the situation because the situations are getting brushed under the carpet uh, or getting moved on. And for whatever reason, it, it just carries on as it is, the sport. And then as a result of that, people do then, then go to different sports and they go, do you know what? I, I, I don't want to watch this anymore. I'm not interested in watching. Yeah. It's just the same shit every week. It's, it's it's cheating officials. It's cheating fighters. It's why do I want to watch this sport when I can go and watch this sport instead where you've got, you know, pure athleticism in, in the sport where you know people are not cheating because the, the testing is so stringent within it that there's absolutely no chance this, you know, these individuals could be cheating. And, 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 and it just turns people off. And then as a result you lose viewership. As a result of losing viewership, you lose broadcasting money as, and then it all just falls apart. It's like a it's like a house of card and you just give it one big blow and it just starts to fall apart. It's, it, it... And, then, and the other thing, Sean, is even the IOC, National Olympic Committee, where it doesn't look like, you know, we're going to be in a situation where boxing won't be in the Olympics soon because of the fact that it's just no funding. It's just, they just, they don't want to know. Um, and once you lose that Olympic background, that pedigree, those funding for them young athletes, they find a different sport. And then you don't you don't have a, a revolving conveyor belt of fighters coming through like we had. And we have been having um some excellent fighters. Uh that that's a that's a worry. That's a worry. Um down to even down to the fact of the, the current situation with your financially your, the finance climate at the minute. In this country alone, I'm sure it's the same in many others where certain parts of this country and in Scotland and in Wales and in Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland where you just don't have the money to keep gyms running anymore. So you, can you imagine losing that that situation when you're losing the lottery fund, for instance, because they're not funding athletes to go and fight or trying to get to Olympics and World Championships anymore for boxing. And then you've got no gyms for them to go and train to, training because it's just too expensive to maintain it and keep it running. Having a boxer, I, I recently someone telling me about the amount of money it makes at someone to be able to keep a gym going and then the people that actually come in and do anything in terms of, it turns into a fitness thing, basically. That's the point I'm trying to make. It's never a technical, you know, you can't just have a young group of boxers coming in, male or female, and trying to uh, help them. That alone isn't enough. You need to then have extra nights. We have extra boxing gym classes where no one's actually fighting, but it's just a, a fitness thing. It goes, it goes so far down the chain and then if something bad happens, people walk away, broadcasters will turn it off and they'll be like, do you know what? Where's the investment then? There's not even any investment coming in. The promoters ain't going to put can't put their hands in their shallow pockets to go and fund anything. So it is, we, we are in danger. No matter how much we say it, it is in danger of 
becoming one of them sports where it is just, I don't know, it's just for your diehard fans and that's it. Um, and people just really can't be bothered to watch it anymore. It's a scary thought, you know, being a boxing fan all my life, it's it's a scary thought to think that this sport, you know, in the next 15, 20 years could, could really go that low down and subside that low that, like you say, you end up getting a lack of interest in it. You end up going all the way down to the grassroots level and people don't want to walk through the door of a gym anymore because the sport, there isn't anything from it. There, there, is, there is nothing to, to gain from beating in it. So people then choose to go down a different route and they become a football slash soccer player or they become a tennis player or they get involved in golf or, you know, there's all these sort of new things that have come, you know, in, in the last 10, 15 years with the rise of technology. People get paid for sitting and playing on games now and streaming it online. You know, there's there's all these different things that people can do in this day and age to make money. I mean, if you really want to go one step even further, you can even talk about the subscription paywalls for showing pictures of your feet online or, or showing showing pictures of your bits online. And and, and, and unfortunately, this is the society that, that, that we're living in. Yeah, well, honestly, like, guys, you know, listening, the amount of, of conversations I've had off air with people I know personally, and they joke around with me and they sit there and go, you can sell pictures of your feet online and you can get like four grand a month for doing it and you're thinking oh my god what am i doing in my day-to-day job what, what, what why am i wasted when i could be selling pictures of my feet online and 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 it's society the societal issues that that we're facing it all boils down to, to different variables as to why this sport is starting to fall apart maybe we're being a bit overcritical maybe you guys listening think you know what yeah you've, you're talking out of your bum because you know, actually, look at look at what some of the the events are doing. Look at the numbers some of the events are doing. Look at this. Look at that. And do you know what? You, you you're not wrong. There's no right. I don't think there's no right or wrong answer here in this conversation because we're looking at what we're seeing from the outside, and we're seeing these reports of big broadcasting companies taking their taking their schedule, you know, boxing away from their schedule, and then. When you see massive, massive companies like HBO and Showtime in America, two of the most long-standing supporters of the sport, over the last four or five years, take away their support for for boxing in general and and turn their attentions elsewhere. It's a scary thought. It's a scary prospect that if you're seeing companies like that do it, what hope have we got for the smaller broadcasting companies if, 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 if they're thinking, well, hang on a minute, if HBO are gone and... Showtime are gone from boxing. I mean, where are they turning their attentions to? Where should we be turning our attentions to as a sport? It, it, it's a scary prospect. Well, I tell, I tell you what you could do, Sean. Is it? And the other, the other aspect of it is you could just be a YouTuber, get millions of followers, get yourself in some sort of fighting shape, and do better numbers than some professional fighters. You, know, well, yeah. you could end up seeing that trend where you have guys that step in the ring, fighting each other, and getting great, filling out arenas. And um, earning a shitload of money from people streaming you, um, your pay-per-view fights. Not even professional fighters, but you know what? That's that's where the sport is in. It's just, that's a scary fault, but that's where the sport could well be getting the better numbers. The YouTube fighters are probably doing better than the professional fighters. Um, I mean, it's it's probably competing with the UFC up there with, with the numbers they're doing. Um, it's 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 a mad fault, but. People enjoy it. People would rather see two YouTubers with huge followings get themselves in some sort of shape and have a fight than watch Spence Crawford. I mean, that's mad, but it's true. Yeah, that, 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 you know, now you put it like that, that's, <laughs> that's even more demoralising to think about. Like, <laughs> that, that it, Well, it really goes on. I mean, look at the coverage. It's going to get better. Look at the coverage it gets. Look at the coverage he gets, though, Johnston. Like, he's, he's, yeah. You know, he started off with... with Jake Paul and Logan Paul doing it. And now it's gone to all these random YouTubers who I have never heard of in my life. Don't get me wrong. I never followed Jake or Logan Paul, but I kind of knew who they were to a degree because I'd heard about them because they'd done that much in, in that world that they'd kind of transitioned into the mainstream where when I heard the name, I kind of knew who they were and what they did. Do you know what I mean? Whereas now it's like you've got this misfits boxing, which I know, you know, Callie Sauerland's behind and, and Nisei Sauerland are behind that, that, that Misfits boxing. But now you're getting all these, like, B, B to C level YouTubers who are, who, who, yeah, okay, they've got big followings, but 
he's opening the door for like Z-list celebrities essentially to 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 get involved in it and like you said get yourself into some sort of shape go on to a Misfits boxing card uh, fill out an arena uh, put a paywall in front of the service uh, so that you people have to pay to watch the fight and these guys are making a hell of a lot of money out of it and getting all the coverage and 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 it must be doing it must be doing something because when you get boxing media outlets starting to cover it because for them that is the only way they can make their money and put food on their tables when they're starting to cover misfit shows and youtube fights because that's the only way you're going to get views these days because actual boxing cards and not getting the interested ones did then that really is showing how bad the sport as a whole is declining and why boxing is getting killed off it's getting killed off for multiple reasons you've got drugs you've got issues with obviously matchmaking you've got issues with promotional rights you've got issues with fights not being being made with one another and then you've got things like youtube fights you've got celebrity fights that are are starting to sort of take over and and that again is a culture and it's part of a society that that we're now living in and a generation of of the demographic of teenagers that are, are interested in that and they're wanting to see that and that's all down to social media and technology is is producing that and and, and making that okay and making that right but as as hardcore boxing fans i can't i can't stand it i genuinely can't stand it which is why i, I, I hate it and, and the fact is you've got a you know, a professional fighter sitting in the top 10 of some sort of division on the undercard of that as well. That's, that's it makes it even more demoralising. You see Regis Progray fight on one of them shows or um, uh, Jack, what's his, Bo Jack or whatever his name, Bo Jack. What's all Badu Jack, Badu Jack, yeah, yeah, uh, I know yeah, you mean. Yeah, of course, not Bo Jack, he, Bo Jack fought in the 1930s, <laughs> well off. Um, but yeah, like, that's that even makes it even worse. They're, they're on the undercard and then you get a guy that calls himself a professional in Tommy Fury that's like, right, so you can't knock him for this, but he goes onto a reality show, starts getting a big following. Then what does he do? He's like, gets called out or he puts himself in a position where he's getting called out by some of these YouTubers. He he should be fighting in the lower small card fights, undercards for some of the big events with his brother, you know, on his brother's cards when he fights, maybe. That's what he should, that's what you automatically assume. Like, like what Hatton's doing, Hatton's son's doing, Campbell Hatton. You know, like what Conor Ben did, what, what Conor Ben's had to get through, albeit after all this shambles his, his current situation's in. What Tommy's doing is he's earning more money fighting guys he can bash up. And, I mean, that, our other fighters are going to follow the lead in that. You're going to see youngsters looking at Tommy Fury thinking, well, why should I go and fight in Coventry on a Saturday night and earn a few quid and trying to take on some journeymen who potentially could knock me out when I could step in the ring with a guy there's not a professional fighter, but he's got himself going into some sort of level where people consider him to be professional and I can fight him for shitloads of money just by calling him out on YouTube and and making a big deal out of something that's not really there. Look, it's, that is where boxing is possibly going. It's, it, that, look, you can't knock a young kid if he's seeing that and thinking, I'm going to do that. Why should I have to fight so-and-so who's lost 100 fights but won 200 on, as a journeyman and I can learn something from when I can fight this guy and earn quite a few bub. So, mate, the money talks, isn't it? Yeah, it does. It's scary, guys. Like, I know you guys listening to us will will, will probably agree with a lot of it because that, that, that's kind of why you're listening to us in the first place because you value what we're saying and our opinions. But really, it's it's... It's scary. I know I've said that word so many times during this episode, and I'm conscious of that. But it is. It makes me feel sad inside to think that, genuinely, the next five to ten years could really look like the reality of what you're saying there, Johnston. It could look like these bigger these these cards could be the biggest thing going within boxing, if you want to call it that. And all these people that are walking through the doors of a gym trying to get themselves into a position to become a world champion the the amount of them starts to decline and you know ones that are genuinely talented fighters genuinely talented individuals end up stepping away from the sport or are never even getting into it because of the fact that there's just no value in them doing that at the end of the day when you become a boxer you've got to have a certain temper mentality to do it and a lot of it comes down to 
to hunger and desire and passion and 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 the, and the need for wanting to be in the ring, you know, or it comes or it stems from an adverse childhood situation where you know you you kind of propelled into it for for various reasons. People, a lot of people don't just choose boxing. They don't just choose to go in to get punched in the face. A lot of people go in it for various reasons. And the amount of stories we've covered in the past where it's it's because of bullying in a school or it's because of adverse childhood moments, this is why they want to get into it. So people don't genuinely just go through the doors of a boxing gym for that. This is going to decline even more. It's going to happen. More people are going to go, and do you know what? Why would I want to go and do that? Or... If they are going to do it, they're going to do it for the wrong reasons. They're going to do it because all they're seeing is is the pound or dollar signs at the end of it. And they could do an eight-week training camp like they do in the white collars where they'll say, get fit in eight weeks and you can fight on a, on a, on a, on a card. And, you know, you have this really, really sluggish, horrible amateur fight uh, against another guy at a similar level. And, and it feels like world title a world title fight for you they would create one wouldn't they i'm surprised they haven't already is there not a youtube heavyweight champion that's somewhere <laughs> and then you get the, uh, on the flip side to that you've got the crossovers as well how many times have we seen that now a, a professional fighter fighting a ufc fighter you know one of the biggest names or people would say one of the biggest names if not the biggest name in boxing is in tyson fury isn't actually he's boxing but he's fighting a debutant I mean, we've done that story with Floyd Patterson when he fought a debutant from the Olympics. I can't remember the guy's name now, but, you know, he got knocked for that. Um, that was, what, six, seven years ago. Um, Tyson getting knocked for that, he's getting millions for it. I mean, wow. I mean, that's that's the other side of it. It, it just doesn't make sense. I, I, it just throws me. And, and it's the conveyor belt, though. I, that is my biggest concern. I do believe there is a shortage of young fighters coming through for a show, and I do. When you look at the amateurs, you know, remember the old World Boxing Series, mm-hmm. when we used to have the British Lions and all the Kazakhs, you know, that used to be tremendous. You used to be able to churn out so much talent, and it stopped. It stopped. I don't see many youngsters coming through. I mean, I might, I might just be looking at it in in a in a negative way, but I do think there's a knock-on effect somewhere along the line, whether it be the finances of these gyms. Or it be the IOC deciding eventually there's going to be no Olympic boxing. It's going to just dry up. You're just going to get. I think I fear for this country more than anything. Um, where I feel that there's, I mean, it might be, what do you think, Sean? In terms of the young talent coming through at the minute, there used to be a hatful, didn't there? And it just isn't anymore, is there? I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I obviously train at a local boxing gym, and I've mentioned it a few times on on the podcast. Train at uh, Team Greaves, Marvin Greaves' gym. And, and I see, obviously, kids in the kids' classes coming through. And, and, you know, I see the kids coming in and, you see, you know, some of them will stay for a period of time and, they'll, they'll you know, a few of them will be exceptional and you know they're going to go on to do something. But then out of, a, out, of a, out of a class of 20 kids, only three or four of them are going to stick around because a lot of kids are going to move on because it's either the sport's not for them, it's too intense with the training, uh, or they just don't have a genuine passion or an interest for it. So you're only going to get a handful of, of people that are really going to come through and shine through and, and be talented enough to, to go through. But locally and regionally, you know, it, it seems like, that you know, there's, there is a lot of a lot of good talented kids knocking around, but it just for how long are they going to be around for before... It doesn't work out for them. If funding gets removed, then what are they going to do? A lot of them are going to probably try and turn pro, and then a lot of them are going to find the difficulties of what it's like in the UK having to sell tickets to make just to get your opponent in the ring, just to pay the opponent to fight in the ring, and then you've got to pay everyone else out of that. And by the time you've done it, you probably end up owing people money. So then you're thinking, well, what what the bloody hell am I fighting for? Yeah, exactly. I mean, look at Josh Warren, and he used to go around knocking door to door selling tickets, didn't he? I mean. A lot of them, yeah, but a lot of them still do. A lot of them still do. A lot of them, a lot of the fighters I speak to, a lot of the guys I speak to on a regular basis, and ones that have been on our show on our ones to watch podcast, have all sat there and said very similar things. The worst part of doing the sport is is selling the tickets because they've got. I mean, it's nice for them to get out and meet the fans, of course it is, and and see them. But they're having to go door to door in an evening. They're they're having to train, having to work. And having to then go and drop a load of tickets off in a load of different areas, it's not easy. And that that is the reality of what what low level small hall boxing is all about. And that's 
it's, it's a monumentous task to get yourself up to a level where you are getting paid well enough to live a decent enough life because it is a short career. At the end of the day, it is a sh- it's a short career. You know, you you could be in this sport 10 to 15 years at our very, very maximum, including all your amateur careers and everything when you're younger. And that's it. That's it. What do you do for the rest of your life then? Do you know, unless you've got some sort of trade behind you or qualification behind you, you could end up with nothing if you don't make it in the sport. So, you know, it, it's, it's scary with, with the societal change and the way people see boxing and the way people want to view it that anybody off the street can walk in and potentially within the space of eight to 12 weeks be going fighting on a Misfits card, you know, especially especially if they've just got some sort of reputation. You know, if they've got a reputation on TikTok, if they're a TikTok star for for putting videos on of them dancing in a pair of undercrackers or knickers or whatever, and that makes them a TikTok star and then they go and train at a gym for eight weeks and then they get in the ring and it builds all this social media hype. The sad thing about it is, our children, Johnston, it's our children and generations of, of, of other parents' children that get subjected to seeing all this crap and then they they buy into it because it's their generation and they go, oh yeah, look at that, such and such a person. Oh yeah, I like them, I like them. They post really good videos and it's like, it, it, it makes, how are these guys able to do it? I mean, what's what's that guy, what's that guy, Salt, Salt Pappy? Salt Pappy, I, I know that name, he, he's a guy who looked like a... Um, a bit, a bit tubby, and then he got himself into a decent shape, and then he's had a few fights, and I think there was there was there was one where he had a knockout on it, and it looked pretty decent on camera, and it's like it's just it's just allowing uh, untalented individuals to to have a showcase that is then ruining the sport for those that are very talented, and those that are then going to end up losing funding at gyms, and like you say, if boxing doesn't be a part of the olympics anymore that's gonna that's gonna be a, a potentially another nail in the coffin of, of what is getting bigger and bigger and then the other i mean you say that as well with uh i wouldn't be surprised you walk into a gym the first question well the first thing that we do or most of the time for anyone that i've ever spoke to in terms of stuck it out in boxing was that first time they do put most most trainers they'll put it on you know they'll make you feel uncomfortable just to test your will and determination so they'll stick you in with someone probably bust you up a little bit and when you go home, if he returns, you know he's really interested. That kind of thing, and it is still something that goes on, of course, because it's, it's 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 a it's a real will to want to fight. But the first won't be that won't be the way it goes in. It won't be the route. Route it will be the trainer will go right. So what you want Insta or TikTok? How many followers you got? So if you've got a nice following, then okay, we could do business. It won't be whether you got the will and determination. So who's following you, and then get you into some sort of shape. And then even then, when you walk into gyms, how many of them are actually good trainers? You know, how many of them are actually boxing trainers or are they just fitness instructors, fitness trainers that have gone into the world of boxing? That happens a lot. And it's a danger of that as well. And then you get people that will offer you, you know, how, how trustworthy is the team that you're around. And, you know, these fighters that are being given supplements to a performance enhance their ability. I can't believe that it's only the fighter that's making that choice it's going to be the team around them. And that may be because of the fact that they're not very knowledgeable. So they make wrong choices. So it's this, there's just so much to it. It's such a dangerous minefield. And it is a scary thought when I think of my son, when he grows up and where he goes in his life. And it's so important that we direct our kids in the right way and, and show them that, that sometimes, you know, you can get brainwashed by this shit quite easily from sitting in the laptop in your flipping bedroom. Um, it's a crazy thought. I mean, we've gone way away from the whole topic in a way, I suppose. But I suppose boxing as a whole has its problems. And and it, look, it always has, Sean. We've done some, um, how many dark side of boxing and how many career profiles and legendary nights have we done where a tragedy's happened in the ring and networks have pulled the plug straight away on boxing. Boxing should be banished. You've had mayors from the New York State coming out saying boxing's a travesty and you even still got now where people say, you know, how can kids get punched in the head and it still be okay for us to see it? Um, you know, maybe the safety of the sport changes and we don't watch boxing the way we see it today. You know, the idea of not being punched in the head anymore is is something really a hot topic. People have put that forward. You know, it almost becomes like a fencing rather than boxing. Will it develop that much in 30 years where you don't even see a puncher get hit in the head anymore? You know, we need safety. Um, and I think that's the, that's the problem. 
I mean, we're talking about football. I'm going off on a tangent here, but I don't care because we, why not? We're talking about football. I've headed football all my life for years, these big hard footballs. And then you get told, actually, you know, you've headed the ball so many times that, you know, you're probably going to, there's a chance you could get dementia when you get older. Now they've, they've taken heading out of the game. So, you know, whether, what the point I'm trying to make is, I, I think boxing's going to evolve. And we want it to be safety. We want it to be safer. safer. Um, but you still don't want to lose the tradition of it. Um, and I do think that, you know, we've, we've become, in a way, historians for the love of the sport because it's not quite how it used to be. And um, I don't, you, never will, you don't want it to go back to how it was because it was terrible. But it's always pulled through, boxing. It's changed, but it's always pulled through. So I'm hoping we get through this tricky stage. Um, and and I'm, I say that, we've had a good year this year. I don't want to be too negative. <laughs> It's true that I can, down the line, I do fear for the sport in terms of what it's going to look like and what we're watching. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's about that's the point I'm trying to make, really. Yeah, it has been a tangent. Like we said, this is why we do shooting the breeze. The whole part of shooting the breeze is just to talk about what we're feeling, going off on tangents, talking about different topics, how it bleeds into other topics, how it starts to make us feel about culture, society current lifestyles how it affects family children generations it, all of this stuff really does but the ultimate purpose of us sitting down doing this was really to talk about like what is it that's killing boxing at the moment why why are big broadcasting companies coming out of it and what that leads us on to really talk about is a lot of other topics really you've got performance enhancing drugs you, you've got obviously potential amateur boxing and grassroots boxing being stripped bare you've got boxing gyms losing out not getting the funding closing as a result of it and people having to go elsewhere or do different sports you've got obviously the generation of people that are going down different social media avenues and then becoming boxers or so-called boxers and making money that way which is then killing off the genuinely talented individuals within this sport so there's a lot of different variables as to why boxing in some ways is declining and i know people you're going to sit there and listen to it and think maybe there is a lot of counter arguments to a lot of stuff that we're saying if you have got some comments on this and you think it's the opposite of, of what we're saying i really would love to hear what you're thinking about why boxing is in a better position or is it in a better position in your mind or what could happen to make it a better position i really would love to hear other people's thoughts so when you listen to the episode do let us know tweet us at btr boxing pod or message us or you can find us on facebook or instagram or the youtube channel or you can also find us on tiktok yes i know ironically we are on tiktok as well but of course we're using it for social promotion we want people to see the the true work that we do we want people to hear the stories that we tell about the history of this sport as well so yeah we do use social media to our own advantage not because we want to be a tiktok star and we want to fight on a big card in saudi arabia and get paid 10 million for for getting your head bashed in it's nothing to do with that we want people to hear real stories from the sport real people from the sport forgotten stories from the sport and that's why social media has allowed us to project this to you guys and that's why you're listening to us now because of that and because of podcasting and how all the world has changed for the positive in that regard but i would love to hear from you the pair of us would love to hear different comments different things from different people about what you think about it and you know if you've got a really good argument against some of the stuff we're saying i'd really love to hear it genuinely because yeah. and the reason the, the reason because i want to hear it johnston is because like we can sit here and we can give our own opinions, which is what we're doing. And then when you go on social media, you could put a post out similar to this in a very short way and people will have their 10 pennies worth about it. But when we're doing it on a podcast, obviously it's just me and you talking about it. So no one's essentially reacting to it live. So it'd be good to get you to send us a message or to tweet us or to do the facebook post or whatever it is that you go on that you, you you get these episodes through just let us know because i would be genuinely interested to know what people's thoughts are on on boxing and do you think it's dying do you think the sport's falling apart as a result of things that we've spoken about or is there other reasons why it's falling apart that we've not mentioned that you think is is, is a, a contributing factor to why boxing in our minds is declining it'd be good to hear from you so you do know where to find us on social media 
if you haven't subscribed to us, you can do that on any available podcasting app out there. So whatever podcasting app you have downloaded, please search BTR Boxing Podcast and you'll find not just this podcast, but of course, our Legendary Nights podcast, our Career Profiles podcast, and the darker side of boxing. If you haven't heard any of our other content, please do go and subscribe to the feeds because we've got a lot of episodes probably a good few hundred there that you may have not listened to yet if this is one of the first times you've heard us but if you are a long time listener of course you'll know where to find us you'll know what to listen to us on and of course you'll know all the stuff that we're putting out there so a big thank you to you guys and then to the patrons of the podcast as well the patrons are really supportive they really help us in our journey they've allowed us to invest in more equipment better equipment allowing myself to go out and do more mobile podcasts which has been something i wanted to do for a long time so without that support we wouldn't be able to essentially invest into it as much as what we've been able to so thank you to you guys and if you want to get involved and you want to become a patron, you can do it by checking us out at patreon.com forward slash BTR Boxing Podcast. Yes, there is a little bit of a paywall there, guys. It's only a very small paywall, but in return, you will get to listen to the episodes without any ad interruption. You will get early access to the series-based content that we do. So we do release it earlier for the patrons so that they get the benefit of hearing it earlier than everybody else. We do have specific content on there that hasn't been released to the public. And we do that specifically for the patrons so that they get the benefit of being a member and being a patron. Now, if you haven't checked that out, again, go and do it. If you can do that and support us in that way, please do. It really helps us and it allows us to move on and get better things, better equipment and allows us to produce more high quality series like The Darker Side of Boxing and Legendary Nights and Career Profiles. But that is it for this episode of Shooting the Breeze. We do hope you've enjoyed it. And again, I can't stress enough, let us know what you think about it. What is killing boxing in your mind? What is killing the sport of boxing? Do let us know. We'll see you next time. Podcast Network.